husband when he was 21 and he was just starting to preach. And I want to encourage any of you single guys in here not to be afraid that a woman might laugh at you because you have a lot of Jesus. That's what drew me to Tim. <laughs> and every time he preached the word of God, it made me love him more. When we first um, got married and got together, it wasn't ever a plan to preach. <laughs> my plan was to follow him around and encourage him not to preach. I hadn't really been around very many women preachers, and I hadn't really seen it. I, that was just never in my plan. That was God's plan. And in the age that we live, the Lord knows that we need men and women. <laughs> And so he's helped me by the grace of God to pioneer something that in high school I couldn't even stand before a group of people. I was so timid and so shy. And when I had to go to the doctor or something, I was so nervous my teeth would chatter. <laughs> God has done a, um, a work in me, and it's just him. I just It's so good to see all of y'all, and I just want you to know that um, we feel like every one of you have been called by God to come here, and every one of you have a part to play because you carry the presence of God because the presence of God is inside of you. We can do what God's called us to do. Everyone has a part, and I would like to honor everyone, but I don't have the time. But I'd like for Eric to stand up for just a minute. And to come right here, Eric. <laughs> he's, he's the son of another color. I think that's how they say that, mother of another color. I don't know. <laughs> but I wanted to honor him because um, many of you know that have heard me speak before. After 12 years of infertility, the Lord gave me three sons. And uh, they all follow the Lord, and they're awesome. But he's also given me spiritual sons. And one Sunday, uh, Eric was sitting over there, and I just walked by to casually give him a hug like this, you know. But all of a sudden, we both stopped. And it's like the goodness of God just came between us. And I said, did you feel that? He said, did you feel that? And to me, it was just God solidifying that um, he has called us to work in the kingdom together. And uh, he's given us many sons and many daughters, and we are very grateful. So thank you, Eric. If you see Eric, he's always running around, grabbing this, grabbing that, helping us. And uh, I just appreciate everything he does. But uh, I just want to ask Holy Spirit to come, because anything I give you is not going to help you out that door. <laughs> but if Holy Spirit gives you a seed that will grow inside at exactly the moment that you need it, he will bring it back to your remembrance. So I say, Holy Spirit, come. I'm your servant, Holy Spirit. I yield to you, Holy Spirit. You are precious to me. You give us your life. You give us life. Without you, the word is dead. <laughs> but with you, the word is alive. It's a seed inside of our spiritual man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The word of God will not return void, but it will accomplish what it's set forth to accomplish. And it is to accomplish different things in different people. But today I'm believing God to give you strength. For the battle has been long the last two years. And the battle has been hard. But God is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Friday night, Scott and Joni came over to my mom's and uh, prayed for my mom. It was such a blessing because um, sometimes you feel like you're standing alone. You know, you know you're not, but you just feel that way. And whenever um, we worshipped, 
they prayed. And the next morning, my mom slept late. She slept all morning. She slept till 10 o'clock in the morning. And the Holy Spirit um, began to move on me that morning. And it was um, really sovereign, you know, which um, you never know when he's going to show up, but you're always glad for him to show up. And I just want to throw this out there. I thought that um, sovereign meant that God's will always done is always done, but that is not what sovereign means. Sovereigns mean he has power over everything. Because he has given man a free will, God's will is not always done. So don't think when you're going through a hard time and something you don't understand, that was in God's plan for your life. Because it's not always. Man has been given a free will. So men can come against you. Demons can come against you. God is stronger, and he is so strong and so powerful that he can cause all of that to work together for our good. Thank you, Jesus. Well, a wise woman told me not that long ago, she said, and I believe this is for each one of us, that you're afraid to stand too close to the cliff because if you get too close to the cliff, you're going to fall off. But the Lord wants you to know that you're actually going to soar. So I want to encourage you to take that word, that if you're fearful to step out in anything that God has given you, afraid that you're going to make a mistake or you're not hearing God, God is saying, step out in faith, for you will soar, you will not fall. Thank you, Lord. So um, I want to share on the purpose of being given the Holy Spirit, which, Tim, it was an awesome message. I really, um, like I said, when we... When we first were married, every time he preached, I'd just fall in love with him all over again. <laughs> I still do, honey. I still do. <laughs> he has been a gift like all of you are. So um, what Holy Spirit was giving me Saturday, he was giving me like a picture of a, um, an oil tank. Now, I don't know very much about an oil tank, but he was giving me like a picture, you know, of a giant oil tank. And he said... Um, Think about that. Okay, that tank is there to carry oil. But before that oil is put inside that tank, there are many tests done. Tests to see if it's strong enough to hold before they put the precious oil in there. Because the oil in there could be worth thousands, millions of dollars. I have no idea. So these containers are tested in many ways. And we are a container for the Lord. The Lord says, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So because you're so valuable, because God, by his spirit, is living inside of you. And that's what makes you a target for the enemy. Because humans have the opportunity to carry the very presence of God. And when we carry the very presence of God, anything can happen. We are like portals for the Holy Spirit to reside in. Now, God didn't have to do it that way, but he chose that way because he wanted us to be partners with him. Just like Tim and I are partners in marriage, and he said partners in crime. The Lord has given us the opportunity to be a partner with him. And that's why we are so valuable, and that's why we are so fought against. Because it doesn't matter, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we have whatever the person in front of us needs. <laughs> Not just the preacher. In fact, 
people that their ministry is outside the church may be even greater because they walk in dark places they walk in um, they have opportunity to pray for one lost person that turns around and prays for another like a domino effect so what we do as leaders in the churches equip you to do that so um, the Lord wants to pour his oil the anointing of the Holy Spirit in us but the trying of our faith happens and tests are done to see if there are any weak spots in us where the oil will not be fruitful where it will leak out and fall to the ground instead of produce the fruit that God has for it now the trials and the test are not fun but God does not want to waste his anointing and he does not want to hurt you if you can't handle the pressure then he could you could just walk away some people walk away so God in his love and his mercy he allows us to be tested to find out if our container can carry it when I talk about container I'm talking about our inner man our mind will emotions and our soul and our spirit man because we can't see none of those things but this is a spiritual message and so the weaknesses that he's looking for and that will be revealed through what we go through is offense how do we handle offense I tell you I came from a long line my mama's got a lot of Indian in her and honey if somebody said something against her kids you better move out of the way <laughs> so you know God had to taper me down in that because people are gonna say things because they're just people so a spirit of offense can make your container weak lies of the enemy unworthiness condemnation Jesus already did away with your sin that you did before you came to him so we don't have to listen to that because he nailed it to the cross but if we're still in sin what is that doing if we're walking in sin and we are a child of God and we know better it's like an open door for the thief so when we are going through a trial it's very important to examine what is happening when the pressure or the trying of our faith comes the weak spots are pointed out and it's what we do with the weak spots that qualify us for the next level of infilling the Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling so it's what you do when God reveals the weak spots that's gonna say are you really ready to hold more oil because God doesn't want to hurt you the last thing he wants to do is for you to quit God is good he's got good plans for you good means he is worthy of trust God's desire is to fill us with this power to bring change to a lost and dying world God will never set us up for failure but he will cause all things to work for our good he allows trials so we can see where we're at and what is in our heart 
if we will walk in the revelation of Jeremiah 29:11. Now this is a very simple, um, I say simple, it's not simple. God's word is powerful. You can sit and you can digest one line of it at, at a time. And God will give you such power, such healing, such authority in that one line of his word because his word is so powerful. But I had been going through a very difficult time because for um, oh, a little over two years, my mother has been in a battle of dementia and we have been in that battle with her and at first I thought just put on put on your big girl pants and your your cowboy boots and you go in there and you just knock the devil out of it but what happens when you're still in that trial two years later what happens when you haven't seen a change what happens when you lose the strength because of no sleep that's when you say wait a minute you step back and you say wait a minute why am I weak what did I do when you try to do things in your own strength you know it's not my determination it's not my strong willness. It's only by his power that I can do anything. But when you've been a Christian for a long time, sometimes we think, I got this. I'm good. I can handle this. What happens when you're thrown in a situation that you can't handle and it lasts for a long period of time? God will bring you back to the first things. It's his strength. It's his will. And I have to always remember that he is good. I love this uh, prophet I listen to. He says, God is absolutely good. Let's say that together. God is absolutely good. And he says, when we read the Old Testament, we think about, but why did he kill this person and kill that person? The seeds that are sown will always come back for a harvest. So what seeds are we sowing? And sometimes it's generational. You had nothing to do with it. Sometimes it's just a generational thing. And sometimes it's because people have free will. I've seen some people do tremendous battles with no, no really reason. But we live in a fallen world. So God will never set us up for failure. But he will always allow all things to work for our good. So he began to speak to me about Jeremiah 29 11, which I've known that verse since I probably first got saved. I bought my oldest son a plaque with it when he went to college in Oklahoma. Of course, I don't think he took it with him. but <laughs> So the Holy Spirit began to speak to me, for I know the plans I have for you. There are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So if I'm walking through a difficult time, that doesn't make sense to me. I can hang on to God's word. And this whole world has been in a different, difficult time. The whole world has been shaken by the pandemic. There is shaking going on everywhere, and it is still shaken. And I think about us older ones that we don't like change. So it's difficult for us. But then I think about these younger ones who were so full of energy and so full of zeal. And it's like a rug has been pulled out from them. What can you do when you're in a global pandemic? What can you do? We can trust God. And we can go back to the word. And the word says, and I began to think about that. The Lord has plans for me. Actually, at the time, the devil was lying to me and telling me, you're just going to die. You're just going to die, and nobody even knows that you're dying on the inside. That's the kind of stuff he was telling me. But I can focus and say, no, the Lord has plans to prosper me. The Lord does not want to harm me. 
He wants to give me hope and a future. So I want to ask us to say that together today. The Lord, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I want to promise you, if you haven't been going through a trial, it's going to come up sooner or later because how is God going to know if you're ready for the more oil? How's he going to know? He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to put more inside of you than you can handle because he loves you. He has a plan for you. And I tell you, most of the things I teach on or share on, I have to walk in them myself. (laughs) God has me walk in them. And I tell you, he is faithful. So when a trial comes, we ask ourselves, why is this happening? Question it. Am I in error? Am I in sin? Is it because God wants to give me a new wineskin? <laughs> is he trying to move me to another level? Is his plan so big for me that I can't even imagine? And he's trying for me to grow that he can have his way in me. Because I tell you what, the people that are in this room right now, God has huge plans for you. Bigger than you'd ever imagine. Just like I thought when I married Tim, I wasn't planning on being a speaker. I was planning on following him around. (laughs) Being a prayer support team. God's plans for you are bigger. And I tell you what, if the ministry he's called you to is outside this church, he's got even more oil to give you. (laughs) Because he loves you. He loves us so much. That he has given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit and he wants to give us more. He wants to give us more. We have to learn how to be faithful. I hope not to embarrass Leslie, but one day the Lord gave me this word for her. He showed me that the soil of her heart was rich like potting soil. Because she had learned how to steward what God had given her. And, you know, that's something that I didn't learn for years. I was taught God is sovereign. He's going to do what he's going to do. You sit back and you wait for him to do it. Now, we're supposed to take what God gives us and, like the talents, find someone else to deposit it in. And I believe if I'm right, Leslie said she always says yes. Did you that She always says yes to the Holy Spirit. So I just want to encourage you because God's got a plan for each one of you. And I want you to know that it's a good plan and that he is perfectly able to bring it to pass. He is perfectly able. I don't care how weak you feel. I don't care how nervous you feel. I told you my teeth would chatter in just little trials that came before me. I don't care how weak you are. He is strong and he is able to do it. Thank you, Father. God has success in mind for us. I want to ask you, when the Lord begins to show maybe some areas that you need repentance in, sometimes it's hard to accept that. But I just want to remind you that if you are doing something that God has not called you and it's sin, it's like opening a door and letting the thief in. It's like me not locking my doors at night when I go to bed. 
He has a legal right if we have opened it. And there's one thing that God has been trying to teach us is about authority and his government. And we are to close all doors that give the enemy a legal right to come in. Repentance will lock the thief out. God is so powerful that it only takes the size of a mustard seed to move a mountain. Isn't that huge? I was thinking, um, you know, I read that scripture a million times, but when the Holy Spirit begins to breathe on it and give you revelation of it, it's like, wow, it's not about my mustard seed. It's about him being so powerful and wanting to move through me that he'll take a mustard seed of faith. <laughs> you don't have to have this huge faith that you're going to pray for somebody in a wheelchair. You have to have a mustard seed, and he's going to use it for, move, for great things. Know in your heart that God is not setting me up for failure. God is not setting you up for failure. God is not setting you up for failure. He has created you exactly for what he called you to do. God has created you for that. You that think you're fear, that you uh, are full of fear, he's created you, created you for courage and fearlessness. And I believe that I'll see you walk in it. Our weaknesses need to be revealed so we can make the adjustment needed for the next battle. Our weaknesses have to be revealed so we can see where we need to make an adjustment. Devil's trying to take us out, but God is on our side. I want to look at David and Goliath. The Lord gave me that scripture. David did not go against Goliath in his own strength. And we know this because of what he said. Let's read 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 46. Let's be honest. Who thinks that five little stones are going to kill a giant? <laughs> David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. David knew where his strength lied. He didn't have to depend on, can I hit that, that uh, rock exactly where I need to so the giant falls down? He said, he said where his strength came from. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Praise you, Lord. It is God's strength. It is God's power. It is God working in us that we're able to do the things that he's called us to do. It's all him. It's not us. Don't get your eyes on you. Get your eyes on him. The keys to solving our battles and our dilemmas and our trials is to know that God wants to work good for us. Let it be settled in your heart. God has good for me. God has a good plan. God has a hope and a future. I'm not settled in this pandemic. God has a plan. You know, there was a pandemic in uh, 1918. Some flu and people wore masks way back then. God's going to move us out. He's not through with the earth. We're not living in the time where it's the end of the world. He's got a great harvest that's coming forth he's got a plan for you it's a good plan it's a plan of power you are not gonna fail you are not gonna give up you are gonna be who God called you to be because it's his power working inside of you it's spirit because you are a container of the Holy Spirit your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit receive it now your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit anxiety has no place in you fear has no place in you um, 
Nervousness has no place in you. You are a child of the king. God has already did it. Jesus has already defeated your enemies. He defeated every Egyptian God that they came up against. He defeated everything in the New Testament. The last thing he defeated was death. God has defeated for us. We have victory because the victorious one lives inside of us. The victory is inside of us. The victory is inside of us. Jesus is our victory. Jesus is our victory. He's already done the work. He's the one that gives us victory. He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. He knew we needed power. He knew we needed the Holy Spirit. He said, wait, it's better for you to, for me to leave because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of power. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of change. We are change makers. Everywhere we go, we are to bring change. We're to bring hope to people, to the hopeless people. We are to bring peace to the people that are so caught up in this God of this culture, the God of this world has spread fear like an epidemic. And God wants to give his people courage that you have the answer for them because the spirit of God is inside of you. And we have to get more and more and we have to get refilled. Uh, Sunday morning, I got power. I got power from people coming up and praying for me. God gave me power. I was battling things in my mind. I was like I was so weary and so tired. I couldn't get to the other end. You, we need one another. You have what somebody else needs. You have it. They may not make it if you don't give it out. And I want you to know that. At, come up again. Melanie gave her testimony that she said it took three times, but on the third time, all those old feelings of condemnation and shame and being a victim washed away. You are not a victim. You are hope because Jesus is hope. You are not a loser. You are victorious because Jesus already won the battle. You have to get up in the morning and you have to decree your day. In this time that I was battling, you know, I even forgot decrees. I mean, how can you forget decrees when you're the queen of decrees? You know? <laughs> what was going on? But, what, you know, William said, he said, the enemy has come against you to wear you out. And what happens after two years of not sleeping, <laughs> you can tell you about it, <laughs> not sleep, your physical man begins to get so weak and tired. And the same battle that you're in for two years. But you know, God is greater and he has raised me out of that battle. God has given me the victory. He has given me strength. He is renewing my mind. He's restoring hope. He's called me to give you hope that you have the answer to give somebody else out there. If somebody you, you see is not doing well, give them Jeremiah 29 11. Tell them that God has good plans for them. God has does not want to harm them. Religious spirits had ma have made people think that God's out to get them. That's what religion does. God's going to get you. You're going to be punished for that. <laughs> what does that do? It wraps chains of bondage around people. Jesus already paid the price. He knew we couldn't do it, so he died on the cross for us. So don't let the enemy wrap that stuff around you, and don't let don't wrap it around somebody else god wants us to live holy lives but he's not there to condemn us he's there to pick us back up when we fall show us the path again and help us keep walking that's the good god we serve thank you jesus david decreed god's plans and god's victory
David said, God was going to do it. He said, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. He went up against the giant and he said, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will strike you down and cut off your head. <laughs> that might sound funny for a woman, but I have stood and said, devil, I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> This day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. There's a God here in Moss Bluff, Louisiana. There's a God in Southwest Louisiana. There's a God who has a plan for you and it's a good plan. He's a powerful God. He's always won the victory. He's got you on his mind today. You are on God's mind. Hallelujah. So we're called to be containers of the Holy Spirit. We will not let offense, sin, or fear keep us from us, from it. And it takes faith the size of a mustard seed. Don't say you don't have enough faith. All it takes is a mustard seed because your God is that big. I was listening to some worship before I came in. Um, let's see. I wrote down some of the words just because. It was good, but I guess I left it at home. No, here it is. Um, God of my present. You're the God of my present. You're the God of my future. You will work my story. You hold it all together. I think that might be by Maverick City or something like that. So he's, huh? Okay. He's the God of my present. Right here today, he's your God. He's the God of my future. Whatever's going to happen tomorrow, he's your God. You write my story. God has written your story. And you hold it all together. I want you to know that anything that has happened to you, God can turn the good around for it. It was not his plan for the bad things to happen. That's not in his plan, but man has free will. The purpose of being given Holy Spirit to give us power, to give us boldness before the infilling, the second comes, and courage. And that's what happened. Remember how um, Paul was, no, Peter, when uh, he denied Christ three times, but after he got the Holy Spirit on the Pentecost day, he was boldly preaching before 3,000 and the same people that killed Jesus they were so scared of the crucifixion they were in the upper room praying and the same people that were there that could the fear of crucifixion just was taken off of him and he began to preach as he wasn't afraid of death because Jesus had won the victory over death Jesus has won the victory over death he is our victory God is good God is good God's good well before I close, but I do want to encourage you that anybody needs prayer to come up for prayer because I made a mistake one time of thinking because God speaks to me, I don't need to hear, I don't need other people to pray for me because God talks to me. Well, that's not how God made it. God made us to need one another. So if you need prayer, please do not be ashamed. And this is a, um, a, pro a prophetic word the Lord gave me uh, yesterday morning for the church whenever... Um, the Holy Spirit came upon me. 
The Lord is strengthening his body to slay the giants of their seven mountains of society. The Lord is strengthening his body to slay the giants over the seven mountains of society. God gave us dominion in Genesis, and he is bringing it back because we didn't know what to do with it. It will be a corporate thing. Corporately, together, we will move as one. We will not be intimidated by the enemy, for we have seen God's power and his strength. We've seen it in this little church. We've seen miracles. We've seen people fall into the hand of God. Just a couple of weeks ago, two people uh, spoke in tongues for the first time. We pray that God would release his power on the earth like he did when he defeated every Egyptian god, and his fame would spread throughout the land, that our God is a God of power. Can you say that with me? Our God is a God of power. Just like King David when he slew Goliath, it wasn't David's strength, but it was God's strength moving through David. God will move again mightily through his bride, bringing down the evil forces of darkness and setting his kingdom in its rightful place. Because Jesus has already won the victory. The victory's already won. And he is liberating his people to walk in the victory purchased at the cross. Hallelujah, Jesus won the victory. Can we say that together? Jesus won the victory. The victory is ours. Hugh, do you have something to share? Okay, Leslie?